0: A meditation on the Passion, delivered by Father Dominique Bourmeaux, first put into words by Father Jude Mead in a book titled The Hours of the Passion. This reflection is titled Denial, Loneliness. Hours of the Passion by Father Meade. explained by Father Bourmeaux. We've seen the first hours of the Passion, the first, third, and fourth, We're moving on here in the study of the Passion of Our Lord with His Hours, 5 p.m., 5 a.m., sorry, The Hour of Denial. One only glance is bliss untold. Our Lord in His public life had a charm, drew the crowds to the rabbi. His words were, electric, charismatic, his authority, his noble gait, never losing his composure, but especially the looks, the eyes, the glance, the love reflected in his eyes, the love of his soul. One passage of the Passion reveals the power of a single look of our Lord. When he was led off to prison, Peter saw our Lord looking at him. Lord, the Lord turning, looked upon Peter. I prayed for thee, Peter, that thy faith may, f- may not fail, and thou being once converted, you may convert your brethren. Saint Jerome said, if even the eye a mother has the power to conquer hearts. It was impossible for Peter to remain in the darkness of denial after he gazed on the light of the world. Peter recognized his guilt, atoned for the denial because he had indeed fallen and fallen three times Peter, the rock, the foundation stone of Christ's church, the born leader who gave his orders, stated his opinions clearly, definitely, and everybody followed. He had the qualities of a leader. Confidence, confidence, decision. And therefore, because of this overconfidence, presumption, we're going to call it, Peter was hasty and impatient and intolerant of others. Yet he had a great heart and therefore was forgiven and offered repentance. Our Lord, time and again, had warned Peter of the sorry lot which would be his in the near future. He did not understand. And Peter began to rebuke him. Lord, this will not be unto you, this passion that you are talking about, these sufferings you are going to go through. Jesus told him, go behind me, Satan. That means adversary. You are a scandal to me because you savour not the things of God, but the things of men. Our Lord, through three years, had come to rely on Peter, his closest companion, who felt his was the role of protector, of close friend to our Lord. Our Lord had warned Peter three times to care, lest his overconfidence would lead him to ruin. Can't I follow you now? I would lay down my life for you. I'm ready to die, to go to prison and death for you. Our Lord answered, All of you are going to be scandalized about me this night. Well, even if all would abandon you, O Lord, I will not abandon you. Our Lord again, "Amen." before the cock crows twice, you will have denied me thrice. Yeah, Peter says, though I should die with thee, I I will not deny thee. Events happened quickly and suddenly. They found the apostles unprepared, uneven to the task. Peter, yes, drew his sword and hit Malchus, but after that He ran away like the others, at the moment of the arrest, ashamed. They finally traced their steps back with John to the city and went inside, into the court of the high priest. There there was a maid servant, a janitor, who recognized him. He were with Jesus a Galilean. Peter said, I know not what you're saying. Another time the same maid, a simple woman there, spoke to the other people. Yes, he was with them, wasn't he? Peter denied now with an oath. At last when Peter was warming himself by the fire next to the soldiers, even your speech betrays you. You are Galilean. You were with this man, do not you? And he began to curse and swear that he knew not the man. And immediately the cock crew. How easy it is to go from one sin to another, says St. Gregory. Sin, when it is not removed by penance, by its own weight, soon drags down to another sin. And yet at that time, Jesus is the man of the hour, the man of the hour of triumph, led from the court of injustice to prison, in the flash of an eye, He reduces the proud apostle to humble disciple. The denier to thrice denier to a penitent confessor. And going forth, Peter wept bitterly. The occasion of his fall was bad companions. Had he stayed close with John, a little apart from the crowd, he would have been saved. Many Christians follow Peter's witness rather than his immediate repentance. Many are led farther away from God and nearer the fire, with their carefree, indifferent attitude of one religion is as good as another. Peter at least did penance and tradition says, tradition says that he wept till the end of his life. And his humility was such that when martyrdom came on the circus, the Vatican circus in Rome, he wanted to be crucified downwards because he felt he was unworthy of his master. Here is the prayer for the mead here at the end of this fifth hour of denial. O Lord Jesus Christ, abandoned and denied by thy own in the midst of thy bitter passion, give me the grace to behold thy adorable face which so saw, saw ravished the heart of Peter and fix deeply within me thy divine image so that I may do thy will on earth and may be made worthy to come to the contemplation of thy glorious face in heaven. Who livest and reignest forever. Amen. O heart of love, I put all my trust in thee, for I fear all things from my own weakness, but I hope all things from thy goodness. Now, this leads us to the next hour from the hour of denial to the hour of loneliness. This hour is virtually forgotten, missed out by the artist and literary people. They profusely depict or depicted the ecceomo, the presence of our Lord before Herod and Pilate, Barabbas and Jesus. But they did not, they missed out on the sufferings of Christ at the hands of the Jews. Our Lord was left to the gentle, quote-unquote, care of the soldiers and servants of the high priests, this is the loneliest hour of his passion. And men that held Jesus mocked him and struck him. They blindfolded him and smote his face and asked him, Prophesy, who struck you? And blaspheming, said many other things against him. Twas was well the prison of Jesus was subterranean, underground. It would have been improper that such orgy, orgy of wickedness and injustice be revealed to the public eye. St. John Chrysostom said, on that night, all the pits of the infernal world were unlocked And after breaking the bolts of hell, Lucifer and his satellites rushed to Jerusalem, took possession of the bodies of all, Jews and pagans alike, to pour out on Christ through them, their long-stored hatred, envy, anger, rage, and all their fury. Our Lord, by then, probably half dead, for the lack of sleep the loss of blood the forced march standing for the trial and etc. are all chained as a common criminal is the sport of jailers they cover his face with a veil they cannot bear the sight of this lamb of god in jest they mock him as a prophet and also because they cannot stand the piteous gaze of the man-god. He skipped, buffeted, with rods and spikes and spittles. They they pluck the hair of our Lord from his head and his beard. Isaiah, 700 years before, had prophesied, I've given over my body to the strikers and my cheeks to them that plucked them. I have not turned away my face from them that rebuked me and spat upon me. And now they begin to blaspheme our Lord. They insult Jesus. They insult Jesus here. and enjoy it too. In his eternal office of Son of God, Jesus weeps for the insults offered to his Father and the Holy Trinity altogether. St. Saint Athanasius, Saint Athanasius speaks to the jailers, tells them, Know you not that you are merely wounding your own hands while you strike the cornerstone, the Middle Ages have depicted many times Christ surrounded by a pack of jackals or hyenas. The German manuscripts also are surrealistic, incredibly. God in distress, God in distress at the hands of impious men. And he, the man God, helpless, shackled, imprisoned. This hour is a bitter, lonely, unforgettable hour. Yet, this is the hour of triumph. The day starts to break and is shown through the grates and the cruciform shadow on the sleepless eyes of Christ. With infinite tenderness, Jesus thanks his Father for this day of days. Many of us have experienced lonely hours of distress, whether physical, mental or spiritual. Isn't a modern generation also a prison of its own making? an underground prison by its own fears. Why is modern man captive of himself? Because he's afraid of suffering. And because he's afraid of any suffering, is going for any remedy, medication, suffering from medicineitis, frenzy. His night is turning to day. The TV, the radio send their nervous waves and constant bombardment of noise to the ears. Captivity of modern men. People in order to prevent physical suffering, slip into nervous and mental torture. The wish to spare the sufferings to their children leads them to get away from with anything, and therefore when real life hits the children grown up now, this suffering will hurt them so much the more. The sufferings of old age also are to disappear thanks to a social security number. God's will, God's providence do not enter the mind of the makers of a better world, brave new world. Their answers to suffering are short and really short-lived too. We should keep the memory of the lonely passion if we love Christ. No one can ever feel alone or unloved who has meditating on the sufferings of Jesus in prison. Those who are sick, suffer from old age or different circumstances, alone, neglected, all have Jesus, the prisoner of our love. I'm the Lord thy God, who take you by the hand and say to you, fear not, I've helped you. Here is the prayer Father Mead gives us at the end of this uh, hour, six hour of loneliness. Jesus, victim, I wish to comfort thee. I unite myself to thee. I offer myself in union with thee. I count myself as nothing before thee. I desire to forget myself in order to think of thee, to be forgotten and despised for love of thee. Not to be understood, not to be loved except by thee. I will hold my peace that I will, may listen to thee. I will forsake myself that I may lose myself in thee, who livest and reignest forever. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, convert all poor blasphemers.